Welcome to Crudely Drawn Swords, an actual play podcast about nudity and large green pools. With me today are four of the finest people I have ever known, with the exception of certain other people I've ever known. So, who are you and who do you play, Mag? I'm Magnus Carr and I play Bambury Lutz, the witch. And Gwyn. I'm Gwyn. I play Percy the Paladin. Stuart. Uh, Stuart is my name, and I play Tristan T. Wilde the Bard. <laughs> Stuart is your name. Tristan T. Wilding is your game. Ali. Hello, I'm Ali. I play Enigma. Enigma. When last we saw our heroes, they had just defeated a notable beast, the great power that had pursued them through the salt desert. They'd found their way to a tranquil oasis, or at least they're hoping it's tranquil, time will tell. After a crossing of the salt desert, which some might characterise as arduous, particularly for Percy, who was dragging everyone, and maybe less for everyone else who was sitting on a sledge being dragged. Uh, I was being given heat stroke by Banbury. That's pretty uh, arduous. you were being given heat stroke by the sun... Banbury just wasn't helping. <laughs> Banbury yeah. just wasn't so, preventing it. And we did pull the sled for a little while. Yeah. Yeah, like a very, very little Yeah, while. I think Percy probably got four days. Tristan maybe got half a day. And Enigma and Banbury together probably got about ten minutes. So, yeah. all in all, we all contributed. and Equally. Yeah, you yeah. can think of it as a team <laughs> effort. Fair's fair. So, you've reached this oasis. What you see... As you make your way down to the bottom, the oasis has red sandstony cliffs around it. In places, they're just like a steep, rocky slope. In other places, they're outright cliffs. The base is fairly level, but it just slopes gently down to this large green pool of water edged with tall rushes. And... Around the pool are palm trees. So, kind of like your classic oasis, really. As you're coming down oh, here... Don't look back in anger. Really? <laughs> That's all I had. <laughs> oh, we're, we're back to the tumbleweed days, guys. <laughs> Maybe I don't really want to know how your oasis grows. Because <laughs> you and the hawks are going to live forever. <laughs> And the shops around here, there's a little by little by little. <laughs> That's extremely bad. Yeah. That's off the scale bad. Yep. I'm on form. The base of this oasis is fairly level, slopes down to this pool, and Banbury, Tristan and Percy have just descended to this ground level. Enigma, I believe, was staying down already. I'm in the pool. Yeah, so Enigma's in the pool. Watching the high-flying birds. There are actually quite a few birds fluttering between the treetops and kind of chirruping to each other. The water is cool, very pleasant on your feet. Oh. And it's, it's kind of like a shallow shelf. And then after a while, it drops away to much deeper water. Lovely. As you reach the bottom of the oasis, the rising sun is just starting to light up the cliffs on the western side. So that's where you find yourselves. 
What do you do? Is that quite a steep slope still? You've just kind of come down to the bottom of this slope, so the oh. pool's a little bit ahead of you. I was going to ask if I could have borrowed uh, Percy's shield and surfed my way into the pool. But I guess well, it's when you get to the bottom, it's very flat. So you'd like fall down half a cliff and then be on flat ground and have to get a push for the remaining like couple of hundred yards to the water. Amber would happy give him a push if he wants to give that a go. So we're at the bottom now and we could just run and dive in. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm going to stand with my hands on my hips, surveying the scene with my legs spread, just taking in the view. Uh, Enigma can do the same of Tristan if he likes, and then I'm just going to dive in. Delightful. Yeah, so the water is very cool. You know, Tristan's still pretty sunburned. This probably feels real good. Oh, and it's God. really shallow at the bit you dived into, so it's probably found you there. Yeah, and it's also like two inches deep, so Tristan's just lying there in puddle-deep water. That's what I'm used to. I would like to collect up some water to restock some of our drinking supplies. Oh, yeah, we should do that. Yeah, that is a smart move. And I've got a little rote that I can cast that sanctifies things, makes it all holy, and removes mundane spoilage. So that when Bambury swims around it and inevitably pisses in the water, then (laughs) that should clear it out nicely. Give it a slight chlorine-y taste, but you know. Well, matter of fact, Bambury's actually scared of water uh, as it melts switches, so he's going to run up to the edge of it and then just put his lips in and (laughs) take a long, long (laughs) (laughs) slip. <laughs> As he's scared of it, I like to think that he runs up to the side of it and evaporates it all away with a big fiery spell. <laughs> we could overcome his fear of water now by pushing him in, but I mean, the thing I... is, he might melt. I'm not sure. Yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of is win-win. this whole episode just us going to be splashing around in the water all sexy like? Yeah, <laughs> it's a beach episode. <laughs> this, this, this is weird this fan is... service, like an anime, is yeah. it? Uh, this is Baywatch. Yeah, everyone's got to describe in detail their beachwear. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you have this pool. There are rushes around the edge of it. There are palm trees beyond those. Some of the palm trees have big, heavy bundles of dates. Mm. And you can hear, kind of, there's the sound of life. Like, you've been in this desolate salt desert for the last week and a bit, really. So this is the first time there's been wildlife around you, and that's probably quite noticeable. And, and delicious. And also the first time you haven't been flipping boiling. Well, this looks like it's capable of sustaining life, so, uh, I mean, we could just hang out here and, for a couple of days and see if anybody actually turns up. Not a bad plan. We're not in a rush. Yeah, I'm fine with that. So, uh, Tristan, Enigma, one of you going to shoot one of those birds out of the sky, or am I going to have to do it? We could just eat dates. Before he finishes his sentence... I've skewered a monkey with my uh, arrows. (laughs) (laughs) Skewered a monkey. That's that's one of Bambury's monkeys. So, yeah, let's hope not. As he finishes his sentence, a monkey's going to drop in his lap. Like, let's hope I don't just wing it so he has a live, pissed-off monkey land in his lap. (laughs) Give me a financial dexterity, Tristan. This is technically a volley, I guess. Phew. Monkey for tea! So a monkey lands on Banbury's lap. Nice. <laughs> we can have macacaroons. <laughs> right, well, importantly, let's make sure once we've eaten this monkey, we get rid of every bit of evidence. Because if we summon flying monkeys and they turn up and we're <laughs> eating some distant relative of theirs, 
I don't think they're going to help us anymore. So... Don't they have to? Uh, no, it's more of a kind of, uh, I don't know. So, again, it's a witch spell, so whoever wrote the spell in the first place will have sorted out the legal ramifications of the, the hiring and the firing. I don't know how it works. So, they didn't have to help. They just kind of... Where do they come from? Know, mm. Another another portal, another plane. But it assumed it... that they were magical in some way, not that you just kind of summoned them from a zoo. Oh, maybe they hang out with the green dude. What green dude? The green consumer. stars. Other portal... Yeah, can we we talk about that for a second? So, Mm. Percy said that this thing could destroy worlds, right? Hmm. And we just kicked its ass. We're that good. Yeah. So, either it was really fledgling and innocent, Mm -hmm. or maybe the world it came from was really wussy. Or maybe we we kicked its ass like the first time you did, and it's not actually dead. Yeah, part of me did wonder about that. It's split into a number of different bits. Hmm. So, for all we know, it's done that before. Also, it turned into me before it had killed and eaten me. And it also turned into Trevor. So, I don't think necessarily Trevor's dead, which is good news, isn't it? Mm, suppose. What? Why do you, does that mean Trevor's not dead? Well, previously it was turning into Torquil, and it had eaten Torquil. So, we just assumed if it ate someone, it could turn into them. Yeah. But it turned into me, and it hadn't eaten me. Mm. So, maybe... Unless he's turned that... into two versions of you, I thought you, and you're a different jelly Bambury. I thought you could summon Trevor. Yeah, I, so we so, summoned Trevor in the desert. Yeah. Trevor was beating up that thing. We tried to join in. We weren't particularly effective, and I got hurt pretty badly. So then we ran away like massive wusses, leaving Trevor to, to deal with And have it. you tried to summon him again since? No, we, no. Well, well, I've only got these however many marbles, and... Uh, yeah, I didn't think summoning another fire demon. To be clear, Banbury, that's not a marble. That is now an ability you have. How does Banbury know that, though, Ben? That's a good point. So, as far as Banbury's concerned, he has 12 summoning, uh, or however many. I'll check on the character sheet. He has so many summons of Trevor. Yeah, 12 now. Yeah. So, no, I thought maybe we want to summon him later to beat up the Ice Twins and Illumbria, so... I didn't think summoning a giant fire demon when we were dying of heat in the desert seemed that appropriate, if I'm honest. Sound assessment. Okay. Yeah, no, that's that, that's fair. It might be useful to see whether you can summon him, though, at some point. Yeah, at some point, but... some point when it's not critical. Yeah, not now. If we're going to settle yeah. down for a couple of days, there's... Like, Enigma's sister's been sending a lot of crap on this scroll, and I kind of feel like I ought to tell you some of it. <laughs> okay. Um, and equally, be nice to just have a rest, have some food. Well, maybe you uh, could summon Trevor and get him to... Put on a barbecue? Is that, <laughs> is that worthwhile? Monkey barbecue. I mean, I, I like barbecues, so yes. Okay, how about how about this as a deal? <gasps> I'll set up a barbecue. What, you want to eat raw you... monkey? No, no, I agree. We cook the monkey. But if you go with your old man skills and whittle down one of those palm trees into a broom, or at least a broom handle, and collect up a bunch of the kind of bracken and stuff... I will cook this monkey. I mean, they're practically brooms already. All they really need to do is chop it down. If you'd start carrying those rocks, then it wouldn't be a problem for you. I think they're a bit big. Can we... How, do you, how do you make your broom fly, anyway? What if I just drop a palm tree? It's just like a massive broom, really. Just make it fly. <laughs> we'll give it a go. You drop a palm tree, we'll give it a go. Drop a small one, though, eh? 
All right. Little little diddy one. We'll look for a sapling. Can you make a really long broom so we can all ride on it? No, the magic spell doesn't work like that. Uh, what do you <laughs> mean? Just like one mm. other person. Can you do a double-decker broom? We, we went through this. Do we get to specify the broom design? <laughs> well, I guess so. If the broom is long and we all fit on it, what do you mean you can only take yeah. one person? You're only limited by the length of the broom. Magic. It's a magic spell. All witch spells are really, really niche and specific. Like the only the only turn a man into a frog and only let a woman fall asleep with the apple. Brooms only take two people. Maybe, maybe witches didn't like third wheels on dates. I don't know. But that's the rule. I mean, that's how it works. I'm surprised that this unbelievably specific and arguably quite useless in multiple situations magic <laughs> exists. <laughs> like, well, how I'm sorry, there... Bardo. I'm sorry. How come your, your healing people magic doesn't save the world? You're going to heal the world through magic? You're going to give peace a chance? No, shut up. Leave my witch stuff alone. That's considerably different. If you've you've lost an arm, an eye, a leg, a nose, a foot, a hand, I can heal that. I can't No, you can't. You've lost a finger. Show me your finger. Where's your healed finger? Oh, oh, hoisted by your own stupid patel. Apparently magic works uh, in multiple ways when it comes to me, but, uh, you know, I've I've saved people with their throats slashed open, but I can't re-heal a finger or a broken nose, so, you know, swings around aboutts. You healed your finger and your broken nose. Your nose stopped hurting. It just didn't look right. Your finger healed over. It just didn't grow a new finger. So when these people had like their stomach ripped open, I healed them, but their guts were still hanging out. Hmm. They were restored internally, but if they'd had their leg cut off or like if they'd happened to have like a bunch of herniation or something and that had been cut... It would have been like someone removing a length of intestine or something, I guess. I suppose, yeah, I don't regenerate wounds with my magic, do I? I... Yeah, it's basically you heal people, you don't regrow people. That's, that <laughs> yeah, would be okay. an entirely different type of thing. Anyway, the real question yeah. is when you summon um, a fire demon, do you think he could go via a pizza shop? Or maybe a sausage shop. We've got a monkey. You can't take yeah. a monkey off to the shops. Also, oh. the monkey's dead. <laughs> yeah. Oh, actually, she's she's got a relatively good point, though. We are summoning those monkeys, those helper monkeys, from another plane. So they've got food and water there. Maybe. They could just bring us a takeaway. Yeah. My other question was, so there's a, a plane that is just monkeys or where every animal, like they have flying elephants and stuff, or is it... Monkeys and sausages. Why don't we summon them now and ask them? <laughs> well, because, mainly because you just killed a monkey and I'm holding yeah. the dead monkey and now you want to summon other monkeys and yeah. ask them questions in a manner which is going to be threatening to them and make them think I don't want to come back to this plane when they're next invited I don't think there's no. any point in using time to question monkeys okay division of labour I'm going to start cooking because I'm clearly the best chef as we noticed on the ship that time mm. uh, Percy okay. uh, you can go chop down a bit of wood and uh, delirious brothers, you can set up. Like, like some dates to go with. Like, monkey. yeah, Enigma dates Tristan. I do not date Tristan. Don't get into trouble. Excellent. <laughs> Meet back here in ten. Got it. Deal. Sure. So, when you come back in ten minutes, Enigma, how how are you doing for dates? Uh, well, <laughs> I've got enough for Tinder. <laughs> <laughs> Ironically, Banbury doesn't need Tinder. He's like closely associated with the Flame Eternal. He can Aww. he can start fire really well. Hot enough already. Oh, that's that's very sweet. Percy, what kind of a broom adjacent item have you recovered? Yeah, like a small sapling, palm tree sort of 
saplingy sort of deal. The smallest and most broom-like one that I can find. Okay, cool. So, yeah, that makes sense. It is just like a small palm tree. So, what, maybe six foot tall? Yeah, why not? It's got the carved little swoosh of fronds at the top. And so Percy comes back with that over his shoulders. Banbury. Banbury's, I've got to say, Banbury's super excited about this. Like, every kid's dream, every boy's dream is to, like, play catch or build, like, a boxcar racer or something like that with their dad. Banbury's never had a dad. And Percy's his family figure, like, father figure, sorry. And now, like, he gets to build a broom, (laughs) like, with Percy. Oh, it's going to be exciting. Okay. uh, He's always playing with his palm. He's a teenage boy. Also, Banbury will put some clothes on. That's a fair point. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Tristan will not. Banbury was able to recover his robe from the remains of the jellified beast. He, importantly, he's not going to wash it. He's just going to kind of rip, like, wring it out so some of the jelly kind of plops off. Yeah, that's good. The effect of that is this red sandstone-type dust everywhere. So it has, like, a crusty layer of hardening dust over it, but it does conceal the word potatoes, so it's very much... It doesn't have the word potato on. Let's not wreck on this, Ben, but Banbury will be Banbury the Red. That's fine. It's been Banbury the Brown, Banbury the White, Banbury the Naked, Banbury the Red. No, Banbury the kind of ochre. (laughs) You've got got a lot of colours to go through. Maybe the the salt now spells out the word potato. It's like when you... um, (laughs) <laughs> clean a specific part of the clothes or the window and then it mists up and you can still see the writing. We've written potato in it and the sun has bleached everything but the word potato. That was actually the last act of the Banbury copy. <laughs> <laughs> to try and ruin real Banbury's life. Tristan, what trouble did Tristan avoid getting into or fail to avoid getting into? Uh, when everyone turn, when everyone comes back, I'm um, I'm just on the floor clutching a dead body in my arms. I'm like, I don't know what happened! <laughs> <laughs> Basically, while these guys are working pleasantly and friendlily, realising that I needed a good, well-earned rest, I'm okay. just going to go for a little swim and have a so wash. So you're doing... Doing like backstroke. Yeah, just enjoying it. Yeah, cool. Uh, All right, Tristan has got into no trouble. Um, Seems unlikely. How's Banbury's barbecue looking? Um, I think Banbury is going to be the master of barbecues from now on. So yeah, he's uh, he's got Mm. a couple of bits of wood uh, going well. He's skinned a monkey, first time ever. Nice. Um, (laughs) Skinning the monkey. He's separated out into to five. Uh, five different parts for the five hawks. Cool. And um, so uh, Bruce gets to have the head of the monkey. Uh, <laughs> everyone else has got a limb. <laughs> Who has the tail? Uh, the tail. Well, it turns out there was no meat on the tail, so goes to the narrator. Yeah. Uh, Banbury turned that into a sausage, um, <laughs> and he's going to give that to Percy because he's a lot bigger than the rest of the hawks and deserves it for for doing the extra effort. So, does Banbury just, like, get find some pieces of wood and just reduce them to charcoal? Yeah. And then just get them heating, heating up? Yeah. He, uh, the initial, initially, he just... Uh, he's not really cooked before. Yeah. So, initially, he just threw the monkey on, like, skin, hair and everything. <laughs> um, that didn't go well. 
so then he dragged it off, stamped it out a bit um, with his boots. <laughs> so so Banbury, having stamped on this monkey, gets it kind of uh, lined up properly. Yeah, tenderised the meat. That's how Banbury's going to sell it to them. Yeah, like, it's very yeah. tender. And some of the bones. Some, yeah, certainly it's added kind of like flavour <laughs> because there's definitely some bone marrow and bone kind of chipped into the meat there. So occasionally Cooking they're monkey. just going to kind of pick bits out. Great. It's, it's going to be crunchy goodness. So after an off-putting waft of burning hair, you do start to smell cooking monkey. <laughs> Could do with more lemon. <laughs> is, that, is that cooking monkey? <gasps> it is. Fantastic. <laughs> Just like mum used to cook. <laughs> so we're going to spend we're going to spend a couple of days jerking monkey. Yeah, actually, Banbury, when you try it, it does taste a little like that casserole you had one time. Uh, yeah. I didn't start out for that to be rude, and then I realised where it was going. <laughs> yeah. We have no supplies at all, do we? Then you've basically lost your supplies on the way here. This is a fairly safe place you're in. It seems you don't see any sign of people as you travel around it on your various missions. It seems like it's quite a quiet place. There's evidence that people have been here. There's markings on some of the cliff faces and it looks like the track from the south that leads into this little valley. The only way in or out really is this track at the south, which was where Enigma faced uh, one part of the consumer. And that track is relatively... Um, looks like it has been worn by wagons but you don't see any sign of people having been here recently or being around now we could start a fire and fill up some smoke why? Well, to, we, our options are stay lost in the desert for god knows how long or mine maybe try and get help from people I didn't think we were lost I mean, there's there's a wagon trail now. We can follow that. Yeah, we, we could try and pick up those tracks yeah. and follow those. We should try and hunt as much animals and uh, uh, and get as much food stored as possible, maybe in some of these smashed up barrels or whatever we've got, so we do have some food. And equally, if Percy can purify some water... like Yeah, I can do that. Spend some I think time we've made it. it through the worst bit. I, like, I, you know. I think it'd be all plain sailing from here on in. Yeah, it's just around the corner. <laughs> are they coconut palm trees, Ben? There are date palms here. They're not coconut palms. Uh, I'm just gonna. I, I'm not interested. I'm just gonna throw away all the dates we have. <laughs> like, no, don't like them. <laughs> just start stamping on them. Are there any lemon trees? You don't see any lemon trees. We could but... make a new. Sorry, continue. Can... No, you're going. Uh, we could make a, a new uh, device to carry stuff as well out of trees. We can fashion a. Oh, like uh, Ray Mears always does. Yeah. Yes, let's Ray okay, Mears Ray it. Mears. Banbury. Yep. How does your broom look? I don't know. Like, for one thing, as we described the other day, like, we've taken different aspects of character classes to make this version of a witch and invented yeah. a bunch of stuff ourselves. So I don't know if Banbury can make a broom. I think Banbury can make a broom, definitely. Okay. So, his old broom was kind of rickety and, and knackered looking and a bit too small for him because it was a training broom from when he was really little. Uh, this broom's now too long for him and rather than having kind of uh, like bits of kind of brush kind of at the end, it's got kind of slightly wilted palm leaves. 
Yeah, that, um, that sounds fine. Uh, you could add some rushes to it if you wanted a mixture of rushes and balm leaves. It'll go faster. I think I'll, I think Bamboo will get some other kind of dry-looking, fallen-off leaves and use them instead. Right. And then uh, try and get any kind of twine or vines and, and wrap them around and tie them. And he'll spend his evening trying to kind of intensely kind of focus as much magic into them as possible and kind of use his witchy powers, which magic's all about using kind of nature and trying to just trying to make the small notes that inherently in anything, uh, just tweaking them a little bit so the vibrations move slightly differently and the, uh, yeah. the natural order of it's just changed that subtle amount just to get the spell to work. Yeah, and, and so I guess the other part of it is that this is a young, but it is still a palm tree in nature. Bendy. Well, it's a bit bendy. It's also very, very rough. Like, <laughs> I don't know if you've seen palm tree bark, but it's... Bambi's going to get the saddle off the... Like, he's going to walk over to where we've crashed uh, all of our all of our supplies, and he's going to get that one singular saddle that uh, Tristan saved from the ship, and he's going <laughs> to attach it to the top of his broom. <laughs> so he now has a red velvet saddle on oh. top of a, a miniature palm tree. What do I sit down on, then? Uh, this and Bramby's gonna flick in the bird. <laughs> I, I guess I'll accept that. To sit down, Sam. I, mean, I don't think that was a, a serious offer. Yeah, I don't. I don't actually want you to sit on that. But as we're eating dinner, should I tell everyone this stuff Saffron sent us about Limbroy? Yes, Bambury, please, tell us. So, is this the start of the day or the end of the day? I guess it must be getting towards evening. The sun just came up. You arrived at the start of the day, but you might well have spent a day, like, gathering and generally recuperating. Being like hunting monkeys and building brooms. It's nearly time for ghost stories and marshmallows. (laughs) It's marshmallow trees. I... I didn't say there weren't. <laughs> I didn't know they existed, <laughs> but maybe there are. Okay, so we're all sat down. We're around the fire pit uh, that has some burning embers in. Enigma's putting some marshmallows on the end of her, her stick. Tristan's picking dates off the end of his stick that he keeps getting passed by Banbury. <laughs> and, uh, um, I imagine Percy's just told an entertaining story after dinner. Uh, <laughs> uh, and we've all settled in and relaxed. So yeah, uh, I mean, we've asked uh, Saffron to send us some stuff about Ulumbria. She sent me this really extremely long note about some explorer who went to um, Sanskaska Palov. Anyone heard of that? Tristan, you heard of that? Say it again, what, what is yeah. it? Sanskaska Palov, yeah. Yeah, there we go. So you have heard of yeah, it. Yeah, it's nice. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. What, what makes anyway. it stand out to you, Tristan? Um, the, What's worth doing? The city centre. Yeah. Yeah. It, it buzzing, vibrant atmosphere. It's hard to put your <laughs> finger on what's so good about it, but when you're there, you know. Oh, I see. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We'll we'll visit there. We'll visit there. I mean, she's about to tell us how good it is in a second, anyway. Oh yeah, good girl. Then sorry, Bamboo. I... Do, so, do tell. Do you, when you say she, are you saying saffron or saffron, or are you calling me she? I mean, you're very. Much a, I was naked earlier. Uh, you could see everything. You're very much a dirty <laughs> little boy. I don't want to like prejudge on your appearance, but we've seen too much of you, Banbury. I've always found it confusing, if I'm honest, when you say ladies and gentlemen, uh, like gentlemen and ladies, like p- plural. Are you? Do you think like there's there's only Enigma, as far as I can tell, 
So ladies plural has always confused me as well when you're talking to us. I mean, Bambury, you can be what you want to be. Okay, so you're just keeping it open. That's fine. I respect that. I was just confused if you... Yeah. No, I mean... Okay, no, moving on. Right. Tell us what's on the Let's... scroll, Bambury. Yeah. Okay, there we go. Anyway, so this guy, uh, apparently he walked past Sanskeska Palov like 10 years ago. And it's, uh, it was a big... It was just on the southern kind of uh, edges of... Ah, somewhere. Yeah, down in Sudek, Sudek, basically. Yeah, yeah, and down it, in by, Sudek, yeah. yeah. By, by the look of it, it's it's where Roland Briar was trapped and the big glacier kind of like formed over. And he said that when he was travelling down there, there was a few crazies hanging out, but nothing much. It was like a small settlement. And he slept there for a couple of nights. And a couple of nights, like a couple of nights in, he started hearing a voice in his head, kind of begging, kind of beckoning to do stuff. And he was weirded out by that, so he left. And he was like, okay, bit creepy. Don't know what's going on here. Leave. So I'm assuming that's Ulan Breuer. But he he went back a few years later, and it was suddenly a like huge kind of like hive of activity, and there was a lot more people, and it was a lot more organised. That must have been when Tristan went there. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Uh, I also think it's probably when Hector went there. Hmm. So about five years ago, um, the queen in Sudek was overthrown by these two identical uh, twin priests, like the Ice Twins. They're the bloodline of Ice. They're the ones that kind of the Trevor and the Fire guys told me about, and then I told you about. Everyone remember this? Yeah, completely. Okay, so basically, Ulan Breuer, thousands of years ago, got trapped. Uh, she was a demigod. Um, she was trying to become a, uh, a actual god, and she got trapped in a glacier. Uh, and all of her people were trapped inside it. She's been kind of calling out slowly to people. The people on the outside of the glacier could hear her slightly. Uh, and uh, in the last five years ago, these two ice priests, uh, these two evil ice twins who are the bloodline of ice, have taken over power, kicked the queen off her throne in Sudek, uh, and have used their power to amplify Unbriar, basically. And suddenly it's it's become huge, and her... Her ability to call out to people and to, to get them to follow her banner has massively increased. And I reckon, how long ago... So, Percy, how long ago do you reckon Hector went over to this lot? Maybe 15 years. 15 years? Okay, maybe, so maybe, maybe he spent a few years kind of travelling around Sudek looking for the Blood and Ice. He found the Ice Twins, convinced them of what their power could be. Maybe he's not even involved, but I reckon he probably is. Um, and then they've kind of obviously gone down to wherever I just said that was uh, San Saska San Palov. There we go. And um, yeah, it's all it's all amplified from there. So we've got rather than Ullen Briar being our enemy, we've got these specifically these two ice twins who are the bloodline of ice, who are diametrically maybe opposed to the bloodline of fire. And we've also got Hector. Uh, yeah. So we've got a goddess kind of enemy, uh, two kind of priest enemy, and a angry nemesis of Percy. Enemy. <laughs> cool. So the the goddess enemy thinks we were debating just how much of an enemy she was at one point, weren't we? I reckon she's still a Roman. Like it's still yeah. her when we've been fighting. Is it that like, she's still her? Could she be using the ice twins to escape from the glacier? At which point she'll. Do her own thing. Maybe. I, I imagine both parties reckon that they're the ones manipulating the other party and actually. Actually, it's us manipulating one. them. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I think they're all wrongins, but they've all probably got their own motivations. Mm. Like, she does want that sword back, and she that, that sword that you've got on your belt is part of her. We don't know if we destroy it, if it helps or if it hinders, but at least we're getting it away from her. The Ice Twins are the ones leading the army, and they've got, like, the Ice Watcher kind of priests. 
presumably they were the ones that hired those mercenaries that attacked you when you're at the wall. And Hector, well, I don't know what Hector's part in this is, but he wants to obviously weaponize it. So that's what we've got. That's what she sent. Uh, she didn't send any kitten pictures, Enigma. Ah, oh, disappointing. Yeah. Again. So bit. Just for reminders. Bit wasteful. Uh, just, just so I remember correctly, Hector wants to weaponize Sudek against you, doesn't he? Because of what your bloodline's done. No, he wants to weaponize bloodlines. Uh, I'll let Percy. Yeah. 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 So, well, exactly that. He wanted to get hold of the. Um, representatives of the bloodline and weaponize them into some kind of power source that he could wield. Yeah, so he's basically weaponizing those for when the bloodline of fire kicks off again and kills everyone. I mean, that was the original motivation. Yes, looking into the well, various bloodlines, including the line of fire specifically, um, and concluding that actually it was part of something greater. It was important that it was knocking about, but you know, last time we just let it get on with it. They get on with things itself, then um, the history books tell us that it all went rather badly, so he was trying to bring that power to bear and use it in a way that he saw fit, but I think that potentially at this point it's maybe got to his head a little bit, and uh, whether he would use it for that purpose or something else, I don't know. Are there other bloodlines, like, of wind and... I asked that, they weren't clear. They and heart. They, they, they said the two most important ones... Uh, at this stage in the world were, were these two. And that's what that big um, that big weird sculpture thing was indicating as well. But the way I oh, see it, Percy's already called Dibs and Hector as his nemesis. <laughs> I, by default, have the Ice Twins and there's two of them and I'm going to pick Enigma as the most murderer of the Hawks as my uh, sidekick on that one. Yeah. That leaves... Also, they sound really young. Yeah, I mean, maybe they're my age. Don't know. Uh, but it'd be weird because they are in charge of a country. I imagine about like three, like little three-year-old twins. Mm. Two three-year-old twin twins priest. that took over and beat the the ice queen of Sudet. I mean, yeah, not. Yeah, they were ever so scampery. <laughs> Those little scamps. Not to bring up painful memories, but I think the best contender for an enemy against Alambriar is going to be Enigma because Alambriar's kind of kills what? her bloodline. Oh, my blood! I have no bloodline. No. Why am I? How have I got two nemesis no, now? No, you don't. I'll, I'll take one of these kids, and then you can have Alan Bright because he. she <laughs> Okay, yeah, that seems fair. Yeah. Right, so Percy's got, got Hector. Ah. Uh, me and Tristan have got the Ice Twins, who might may or may not be toddlers, therefore easy to beat up. And Enigma, you just have to beat up a demigod. It's not a god; it's just a demigod. Oh, all right. Well, I'll just make a half-assed job. <laughs> Also, you are the most magical of all of us. Oh, that's, that's really getting to Banbury, isn't it? That's really bugging you now. You've mentioned that a lot. Yeah. Me and my pig dad. Yeah. <laughs> Banbury doesn't even have a daddy ghost pig. Yeah, all right. Daddy pig. <laughs> all right, then. Where's your daddy ghost yeah. pig now? I mean, I, I don't have a daddy ghost pig as well, to be fair. Neither does Percy, so... You don't know that. <laughs> true, true. <laughs> Go on then, Percy. Tell us about your dad. I, he's not a pig. Or a ghost? I, well, I don't think he's a ghost. Tell us a ghost story, Tristan. You're a bard, you must have heard some good ghost stories. That's a good idea. We sat around a campfire in a safe oasis. It seems like the kind of... <laughs> <laughs> I like the fact we've been scared for our death, like, for our lives, sorry, for the last, you know, weeks on weeks. Yeah. I mean... And now, the one time we've got a safe haven, we're going to tell each other scary ghost stories. Yeah. 
keep our adrenaline yeah. up. Yeah, I don't think we're going to be scared <laughs> by these ghost stories. Well, well, it depends how good you are at ghost stories. Well, there was that... Ghost uh, stories! It's going to be very rubbish. So, But there was <laughs> this one time when I was on the wall. It was it was night. It was the, the dead of night. And I was standing on the battlefield sort of surveying. And I saw this single white figure drifting across, sort of reaching down to each of the, the bodies that had been left there and moving from body to body and just kind of drifting across. And I, I was far away enough that I could see she that she wasn't walking. She was just kind of slowly, almost like a mist, but in a very female form. And as I was looking out, she stopped and just slowly turned to look at me. And that's, I, I'm not saying that it was a ghost. I'm not saying Did it was a ghost. Her? I'm not saying it was a ghost, but, you know. Bambi's going to throw a date directly at Tristan's head. <laughs> Thanks. I'm going to catch it in my mouth. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. <laughs> oh, I thought he hated them. I was going to say that she flipped oh, me the well. bird, but nah. <laughs> that's canon now, Ben. There's a creature that wanders from body. Check in whether the souls have gone. The shoemaker ghost. That's what we. That's what the the soldiers on the wall said that she travels between the bodies to find the souls that have yet to pass on, and then she takes them for herself. Mm, no, no, you mentioned that. I do remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah I remember. Did they give her name? Boots. Um, just the white woman. I don't know. The soldiers said there was many things: the woman in white, the white woman, the the woman of the night. Whitey. The, White, white, <laughs> <laughs> woman, woman, yeah, white. Yeah. Basically, she was female. Lady white. Blanc, <laughs> Gwen. <laughs> so they had lots of uh... Mrs. White. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, some names, not loads, not very imaginative. Old, old see-through woman. They called her. <laughs> They talked about her quite a lot then, since they've given her this many names. Yeah, well, yeah I mean, they've, they've, everyone's seen her. Everyone that's been in a major battle will have seen her at some point. Sleep well, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so you're planning to spend a couple of days? Yeah. yeah. Restocking. Okay, cool. Restocking, see if anybody turns up, but not particularly expect them to. Yeah. Um, I might cast that little spell that makes a little alarm go off if somebody uh, yep. crosses a boundary. Okay, yep. That sounds sensible. But mostly um, it's going to be purifying water, stocking up on food and getting our shit together. Bambi's going to take a, a few goes on the broom and try and have a little scout of the area. Can I come? Just get used to it. Uh, no. Hmm. I'm going to snap the broom. <laughs> <laughs> it's a whole tree! <laughs> That's alright. I've got big legs. Uh... Yeah, the very young and springy broom, Tristan, it just bends. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's like bending a bow. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm going to turn wah, wah, his wah. broom into my bow and walk off. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, fuck you too. Percy! <laughs> Percy! One of the bigger boys taught me a... stole my broom! One of the bigger no, boys came! Bigger boy! Bigger boy taught me a valuable life lesson about being polite to others. <laughs> so, give me a fly... Roll, Banbury. Let's see. And this, this is like a fly roll, but it's also this is going to slightly decide how good this broom is. Ooh. Oh, good. No, no stress on this. So, uh, six. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brutal. Every time you fly, mark XP. <laughs> <laughs> so, so basically, this broom doesn't work. That's what we've learned here. This broom, basically, bullshit. 
minus one to your fly roll. That's fine. I'm fine with that. I, I reckon this just doesn't work. We, uh, Banbury works it and works it and works at it, but it just doesn't have the right... I like it that it does work, but it is very flexible. So when Banbury starts flying, every time he changes direction, it like wah, 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 it like wobbles through the air. And so it's massively unstable. Yeah. It's extremely dangerous. Perfect. And what happens after a bit of a test flight, like it takes off fine, it goes along fine. Banbury goes around a couple of corners and as he gets more technical, he realises just how difficult it is. And he ends up in the top of one of the high palm trees and the broom has come down. And Banbury's just cast sat there and there's some monkeys around him looking annoyed. And this is where you find him. I'm going to throw him the remains of the meal previously. Here, Banbury, here's some sustenance. (laughs) (laughs) We'll get you on the way back. I'm taking the broom. You should have let me come with you, but now I'm not going to help you. Watch out for the white lady. (laughs) You guys notice there's just a little bit of weed just trickling slowly down the tree in here. Uh, <laughs> maybe it's sap. Uh, that's what I was thinking. Uh, it was maybe well, it wasn't sap. The spirit of the young tree was still in the broom and kind of rebellious. <laughs> if we got a rope, we could use the trees in as a catapult, and he could catapult all the way into the water. Sploosh. What are you gonna say? We could hang Banbury. Oh, we could hang Banbury. <laughs> I'm like, who's gonna know? <laughs> Hold on, can I stop rifling through his stuff? <laughs> oh, this is payback. He's never been so stuck in a tree. He's <laughs> got Lord of the Flies very quickly. I'm just going to start peeing all over his stuff. This is mine now. <laughs> what are you doing? I'm scenting it, just because you didn't think of it. Oh, I didn't scent it. He's incentivized. Are we going to get him out of the tree anyway? Let's wait a few hundred years for the fire brigade to be invented. I mean, <laughs> how bendy is this palm tree? And uh, this is one of the big ones, so this is not very bendy. But it we just out. shake the tree until he falls out. No, don't do that. <laughs> uh, you could probably do that. Yeah. No. Uh, you were you were telling Tristan how you know his healing wasn't going to save the world oh, earlier. Yeah. Well, you know. Get a bow and arrow, shoot him out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that seems a little overkill. No. Enig- right. Enigma, you shoot him out. Percy, you shake no, him no, out. No, don't shoot him out. Right. You, sh- you shake him out and I'll lob rocks at him and get him out that way. That's how we got the monkey out of the tree. Oh, hold on to a monkey and then throw the monkey out of the tree. I, I think that's a bad idea. Then Bambri's going to try and climb down. Okay. Um, give me a defy danger on dexterity and let's see whether it happens. Seven. One better than my lame six. You stumble, <laughs> hesitate, or flinch. <laughs> you have a worse outcome. <laughs> Stuck up the tree and the tree's on fire. <laughs> you just burn your way down, Banbury. You're, you're always big enough for your magic. Burn your way out. Actually, I reckon I'm climbing my way down and I put my foot on what or my hand on what I thought was a branch but was actually just a very angry <laughs> monkey. Just a wasp's nest. <laughs> 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 yeah, I think maybe Banbury puts his hand in a wasp's nest and Brilliant. now there are angry wasps and he's kind of scuttling down the tree pursued by this cloud of furious hornets. <laughs> what do you do, Banbury? Well, naturally, the one thing you're meant to do if you're attracted oh. by bees or hornets is jump in water. 
Now, as Banbury's absolutely convinced that if he <laughs> gets in water, he will melt, he'll just run towards the others and yell, Help me! Help me! We, we will jump in the water in unison. <laughs> <laughs> Follow us, Banbury! <laughs> Banbury, all the hawks just dive in the oasis. I guess I'm going to try and pitch my arm so that if any kind of like the if the nest is still attached to my hand, I just throw it in over arm into the water <laughs> and then continue to get stung by the other hornets. Oh, but keep your hand on the honey because then you can eat the honey. Hornets don't make honey. No. Yeah. What the fuck really? is the point of hornets? Nothing. They have no point. Eat other insects. Yeah, they they just eat other Do things. Do they make which, gin? Like probably the other things were innocent. Gin hive. How many gin. how many insects make gin, Ali? I don't think that's the the benchmark. They You're might. thinking of tequila. Ah. Tequila's made with those little worms. I thought they made them with mockingbirds. You know, uh, <laughs> tequila mockingbirds. <laughs> that's, just, <laughs> that's just everyone's favourite cocktail. Okay, so those three hawks who are in the water. Oh, it's lovely. So cooling. <laughs> Hornet free. <laughs> a hornet's nest comes flying over, trailing a swarm of angry hornets towards you. Oh, I'm giving this place a bad review. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do? I'm going to duck under the water. Are you all diving? No, I'm going to use the broom of bamboos, which I took from me, and I'm going to baseball bat the hell out of that thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Tristan, give me a dex roll. I'm using the sort of bit at the end, obviously. Yeah. Baseball. Bat! I'm batting it straight back at Banbury on a 12. That's happening. <laughs> Banbury, heads up! I think you dropped something! <laughs> <laughs> Banbury, the hornet's nest, it's a bit like a comet losing matter as it travels through the solar system. It's leaving a trail, so it's a lot smaller than it was. It just comes back a lot faster than it went away. Straight at its target as well. Bambri's chest. So as it reaches you, it just finishes disintegrating. And now on your chest, <laughs> a huge queen hornet lands. Ooh. What do you do? Boss level. Does the queen one stay? Uh, yeah. No, I imagine they're just for laying, so I imagine it's big and squishy. It's probably a bit like a witchy grub. Witchy So Bambi's going to show dominance and grab it and just bite the back <laughs> yeah! of it, like the eggy <laughs> bit off the back of it, and chew it down, <laughs> oh, and then God. flip off all of the hornets that are mid-sting. Wow. Okay, g give me a constitution Con? yeah. roll. <laughs> Survived a giant jelly beast, died to bloody insects. <laughs> Seven. <laughs> I'm rolling some pretty shoddy dice tonight. <laughs> so come. <laughs> the hornet bites his head off. <laughs> That's significantly worse. Just bites his tongue then instead. It turns out he has an allergic reaction. Yep. <laughs> Anaphylactic shock time. <laughs> all the right. other hawks are laughing until Bambi's just lying on the floor, like, like shaking. Like... And, and then they're still laughing because yeah. this is the hawks. <laughs> Bambri, basically, you do successfully bite the Queen Hornet to death, at which point the other hornets have literally nothing to live for. So <laughs> they just start absolutely wailing on you. Oh, I thought maybe they'd have to go into counselling or something. Roll okay. a d8. So out of interest, Bambri has got magical warding that takes small, tiny, minuscule amounts of damage yeah. off when he gets hit by stuff. 
These are hornets. Yes. Are these all just like hitting his magical shield or are they actually hitting Banbury? With those rolls, a <laughs> lot of them are hitting no, him. A lot of them are getting through <laughs> a lot of them his magic. Hitting his magical shield, but also yeah. there's a lot of them that aren't. <laughs> so Banbury takes a bit of damage. And it's one of those real strong stings, you know. I'm a hornet sting is pretty pokey by all accounts. Banbury was an ugly child. He's now got a badly shaved head that's slowly grown grow back. He's sunburnt, and now he's covered in big old sting marks. He's going to win a lot of beauty contests with the next group of people we're going to meet. Okay, let's get out of the water. We really have brought the quality cooking, washing, and insect sting content tonight, haven't we? Right. Surely it must be time to follow these tracks. For adventure! <laughs> For adventure! Fuck you guys. Not about to do the cooking episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's what we do best. Yes, so imagine from three damp hawks and one heavily stung one. <laughs> it is a classic barbecue situation, really. <laughs> Somebody's been like bitten by midges. <laughs> Start marching up the track, south and out of the oasis, into the direction of adventure. So. You come out and you come into these rolling sandstone ridges that persist for a little time. And then you find yourself cresting a hill. And before you is just this huge, relatively level ground rolling away into the distance. And you've been getting a little more vegetation here and there. And here it's become more like brush. So... You've got a lot of plants, and there's a slight herbal scent in the wind, and you now can see for miles. You've reached the borders of the Great Plains, and in the distance, you can see distant figures. Tristan. Yes. Running, rolling, or riding? Rolling. What? So you see a couple of specks that at first you take to be birds, and then you realise that there are human figures floating through the air and they come drifting down over a low rise in the distance. And behind them, coming over the brow, you see wagons in the very far distance and the wagons are travelling under sail and they have long pennons flying from their masts. <laughs> Begin at the beginning. That's Welcome like to years ago. <laughs> we were young in those days. I hate you guys. Welcome and to Crude. Also, you didn't hate. <laughs> Somebody else did. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> 
so, someone else can do the intro speak if you like. I mean, again, it's still a lot more. Thanks, Pambury. <laughs> he was about to say something very, very important right there. In the I like the fact we oh, knew it I was Pambury. We knew it was Pambury because it was so loud that his video popped up as a priority on chat. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so then he dragged it off, stamped it out a bit um, with his boots. Me and Stu did that with a pigeon once. He really wasn't good. <laughs> Stu was like, just chuck it on the fire. You'll burn the feathers off. It'll be fine. It, it was not fine. It was horrible. <laughs> we then had to pluck melted, chicken, uh, melted pigeon feathers. Oh, gross. Yeah. Good story. <laughs> Stu was chopping wood once, and I started doing disco lights with a torch, like rather than just holding the torch on the wood. And he managed to cut himself, weirdly enough, because I was being a player. <laughs> and then, uh, then he was like, oh, give me your drink. And it was like Jack Daniels. And he just poured that on the wound and said that that would, like, make it all better. I'm not convinced <laughs> that's how that works. But it did seem like a waste of my Jack Daniels. But I was the one that had been a dick, so it also seemed fair. That's <laughs> kind of like the price of dickery. Mm. Yeah. He's got a lot of survival techniques, this Stu. Like yeah. turning up at my house with an almost live fish in a plastic bag. <laughs> yeah, or trying to take a garrot through airport security and closing down the whole lane. <laughs> oh, that was God. that was fun. Man, I love that we're all discussing this. He's not here to defend himself. Yeah. That's and the a, way it and should And a fire lighter. Be. I mean, there's no defence on most of this. <laughs>